At Laylee, located here in Pella, would you believe that our elves are busy building robots that milk and feed cows? We enjoy giving the gift of robotic equipment to hardworking dairy producers year-round. Our robots allow more time for dairy producers to spend together. It's really the gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, isn't that what the holidays are all about? Laylee's holiday challenge for you, slow down, appreciate life's gifts, and focus on the real reason for the season. Happy holidays from our family at Laylee, Farming Innovators. Welcome to today's Hearthstone. Let's talk Pella. I'm Andrew Schneider. Here is media availability following a town hall from U.S. Senator Joni Ernst. Obviously, a, a town hall that covered a lot of topics at a time where people obviously feeling a lot of stress with various factors. A lot of the conversation today about the immigration bill that you kind of brought up, and I know you brought it up in Boone. Um, 2023, this has been called the least productive Congress in almost 100 years. How do we work through this gridlock, especially with bills that seem like you support, but you even voted against when it came to this immigration bill? Right, exactly. And that's where we just want to slow down some. And sometimes it's not a bad thing if Congress isn't uh, getting a lot done as far as uh, we've seen a, a lot of bills that come through that Iowans don't appreciate. And you've heard about the Green New Deal. That came up in conversation as well. A lot of Iowans don't appreciate that. and We wish it hadn't passed. Um, but uh, as we look at moving forward, we have, uh, I just mentioned, uh, the, the farm bill. We haven't moved on that yet. There is this gridlock, and a lot of that centers around funding and funding for programs that aren't necessarily ag programs. The bill that we're looking at in the Senate is at a cost of $1.5 trillion, yet only 14% of that actually goes to farm programs. So we, we have to come together, figure out ways to move bills forward, but... Um, the Democrats right now don't want to come to the table. They don't want to negotiate the farm bill right now. I think they'll wait, maybe get some pressure from the House, uh, and then we can come back together. But uh, spending bills, they've got to come forward. We've had all of our appropriations bills out of the Appropriations Committee for over six months now. Chuck Schumer has not brought them to the floor of the Senate to be voted on. This is on Chuck Schumer. Um, so, again, they came out bipartisan out of Appropriations Committee, all 12 individually through regular order, and yet he won't bring them up. Well, another topic that was brought up today had to deal with rural pharmacies. And here in our county, we're also struggling with rural ambulance services, all tied back to Medicaid and Medicare reimbursement mm -hmm. rates. Um, obviously, we're trying to come up with solutions in the Iowa legislature and locally with our Board of Supervisors. But what can federally be done to update some of these rates that I know we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars of deficits here for our ambulance services and our hospitals and our pharmacies, as was brought up today. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one thing when we look at the uh, division between urban and rural uh, our state obviously is a very rural state. We have a lot of need in our rural areas for health care. When we look at Medicare and Senator Grassley and I've had these conversations many times over, the conundrum that we face is if we do bring up um, some level of change, if we open up negotiation for Medicare, it's quite plausible that we would even lose more. Um, because we have other bigger states that will want to pour, pull more of the funding their direction. They have more people. They are going to take more. Um, they have more votes in the Senate and the House. Uh, so as we try and war game any proposal that comes up, we have to count the votes. Are we going to lose? 
Um, and what we don't want to do is get into a situation where we've caused uh, even greater harm uh, to Medicare in our rural areas. So we have to be very, very targeted and very careful about what we do and how we approach it. Uh, Senator, Thursday, US EPA finally made its E15 ruling, um, but they're delaying it until 2025. So I didn't know if you had some comments on this update. I do. Ha I always have comments on year-round E15. And thank the Lord, the Biden administration and their EPA is finally moving on this. The problem is they've delayed it until 2025, which means now we are yet once again pushing for an emergency waiver to allow E15 over those summer driving months. So um, I'm glad they finally got their act together. This should have happened years ago. Uh, but again, we're once again battling it out with EPA on an emergency waiver. So we need to get that in place very, very soon. We need uh, to provide choice for our consumers. And our consumers here in the great state of Iowa, they want E15. So let's make it available. If there, for some reason, would not be an emergency waiver for the summer, what would that mean for a lot of these retailers that invested in this biofuels infrastructure? That would be very harmful for them, and the impact would be significant. When they look at their bottom dollar, they want to know that the product is there to sell. Provide those consumers choice at the pump, and if it's not there, they have invested heavily and won't see returns on it until next year. Uh, one last question. Um, Secretary Vilsack, in a recent House Ag Committee hearing, um, said that Proposition 12 could create chaos in the marketplace. Um, what does that what does that mean here in a Biden administration official talk about Prop 12 in this way? Well, and I'm glad he acknowledges that because it is going to create havoc. And if you look at, at Prop 12 in California, you have other states out there right now that are coming up with their own um, versions of Proposition 12. And what that means to whether it's poultry producers or hog producers are the ones that are most impacted uh, by Prop 12. But how they design and house their animals. It could be even how they feed their animals, um, whatever it might happen to be. We aren't going to be able to sell across the United States. Uh, you think about these owners and growers and how they would have to target their operations to specific states. It becomes too expensive to do, and they'll just simply choose not to uh, send their products into those states. So I'm glad that uh, the secretary is acknowledging this. He needs to have a good, hard conversation with President Biden about it. And we need to hear them speaking publicly about this and how harmful it is to food production and how expensive it's going to get for the most vulnerable families across the United States. So these are sort of related. Uh, you've made powerful statements here today and, and in Boone about the border problems and the poison pill. And, and you didn't mention President Trump's conversation with the speaker that ended up killing that bill. Why not talk about it in, in terms of President Trump's role in that? And then sort of related is you're well-respected in foreign affairs your, your beliefs on Ukraine and what we should do and the border align perfectly with Nikki Haley, who's also respected with respect to international affairs. Why not endorse her? Well, because I am remaining neutral, and I have said that. Um, I wanted to make sure that we stayed neutral and that we encourage everybody to come into Iowa. I think the point is moot now. Um, what 
whatever uh, we see as far as the remaining Super Tuesday and, and the primaries, whoever our candidate is, um, and it's likely to be Donald Trump, I will be supporting that candidate. Um, so bottom line, um, allow those voters to go out, make their decisions, and then we move forward in the fall and hopefully see a change in administration. So I think that's really, uh, really important that everybody understand that we have to have a change. Regardless of who that candidate is, we need to see that change in the White House. Um, in regards to the border, um, I don't talk about that conversation because I'm not privy to that conversation. Um, but I do know that a number of my own colleagues were out there uh, decrying the bill before they had even read it. And that is very frustrating to me. Um, I want the public to know, I mean, we just, as we had a question about reading those bills, having time to study those bills, a number of the colleagues that came out in opposition to the border bill had not even read the bill um, before they came out in opposition. And they should know better and they should approach it honestly and say, you know what, maybe now is not the time to do a border bill, maybe if that's their decision, but they shouldn't say the bill is bad before even reading it. Um, I take my job seriously. I do a lot of research. I want to know the impact. And I think we had a great platform to start from there. And again, it wasn't a perfect bill, but we had amendments locked on, um, but we chose not to move forward. So uh, we'll we'll see when the House brings it back up. You had a Senator, we really have yeah. to take Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, thank Appreciate you, Senator. That. Thanks all for coming. Once again, that was U.S. Senator Joni Ernst. If you missed any of our Let's Talk programs, you can find them online daily at KNIAKRLS.com under podcast, or subscribe through Google, Apple, or Spotify to never miss an episode. That concludes today's Hearthstone Let's Talk Pella. Hearthstone, a ministry of Wesley Life, supporting the health, independence, and well-being of older adults in Pella.